This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. What happens when a diverse church glorifies the global God? Keep listening to find out more about Sandra Maria Van Opstel's book, The Next Worship. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Isaiah chapter 29 through chapter 31. Chapter 29. Ariel is besieged. Ariel is as good as dead. Ariel, the town David besieged. Keep observing your annual rituals. Celebrate your festivals on schedule. I will threaten Ariel. She will mourn intensely and become like an altar hearth before me. I will lay siege to you on all sides. I will besiege you with troops. I will raise siege works against you. You will fall. While lying on the ground, you will speak. From the dust where you lie, your words will be heard. Your voice will sound like a spirit speaking from the underworld. From the dust, you will chirp as if muttering an incantation. But the horde of invaders will be like fine dust, the horde of tyrants like chaff that is blown away. It will happen suddenly in a flash. Judgment will come from the Lord of Heaven's armies, accompanied by thunder, earthquake, and a loud noise, by a strong gale, a windstorm, and a consuming flame of fire. It will be like a dream, a night vision. There will be a horde from all the nations that fight against Ariel, those who attack her in her stronghold and besiege her. It will be like a hungry man dreaming that he is eating, only to awaken and find that his stomach is empty. It will be like a thirsty man dreaming that he is drinking, only to awaken and find that he is still weak and his thirst unquenched. So it will be for the horde from all the nations that fight against Mount Zion. God's people are spiritually insensitive. You will be shocked and amazed. You are totally blind. You are drunk, but not because of wine. They stagger, but not because of beer. For the Lord has poured out on you a strong urge to sleep deeply. He has shut your eyes. You prophets and cover your heads. You seers. To you, this entire prophetic revelation is like words in a sealed scroll. When they hand it to one who can read and say, read this, he responds, I can't because it is sealed. Or when they hand the scroll to one who can't read and say, read this, he says, I can't read. The Lord says, these people say they are loyal to me. They say wonderful things about me, but they are not really loyal to me. 
Their worship consists of nothing but man-made ritual. Therefore, I will again do an amazing thing for these people, an absolutely extraordinary deed. Wise men will have nothing to say. The sages will have no explanations. Those who try to hide their plans from the Lord are as good as dead, who do their work in secret and boast. Who sees us? Who knows what we're doing? Your thinking is perverse. Should the potter be regarded as clay? Should the thing made say about its maker, he didn't make me? Or should the pottery say about the potter, he doesn't understand? Changes are coming. In just a very short time, Lebanon will turn into an orchard, and the orchard will be considered a forest. At that time, the deaf will be able to hear words read from a scroll, and the eyes of the blind will be able to see through deep darkness. The downtrodden will again rejoice in the Lord. The poor among humankind will take delight in the Holy One of Israel, for tyrants will disappear. Those who taunt will vanish, and all those who love to do wrong will be eliminated. Those who bear false testimony against a person will entrap the one who arbitrates at the city gate and deprive the innocent of justice by making false charges. So this is what the Lord, the one who delivered Abraham, has said to the family of Jacob. Jacob will no longer be ashamed. Their faces will no longer show their embarrassment. For when they see their children, whom I will produce among them, they will honor my name. They will honor the Holy One of Jacob. They will respect the God of Israel. Those who stray morally will gain understanding. Those who complain will acquire insight. Chapter 30 Egypt will prove unreliable. The rebellious children are as good as dead, says the Lord. Those who make plans without consulting me, who form alliances without consulting my spirit, and thereby compound their sin. They travel down to Egypt without seeking my will, seeking Pharaoh's protection, and looking for safety in Egypt's protective shade. But Pharaoh's protection will bring you nothing but shame, and the safety of Egypt's protective shade, nothing but humiliation. Though his officials are in Zoan, and his messengers arrive at Hanes, all will be put to shame because of a nation that cannot help them, who cannot give them aid or help, but only shame and disgrace. This is an oracle about the animals in the Negev. Through a land of distress and danger, inhabited by lionesses and roaring lions, by snakes and darting adders, they transport their wealth on the backs of donkeys, their riches on the humps of camels, to a nation that cannot help them. Egypt is totally incapable of helping, for this reason, I call her proud one who is silenced. Now go, write it down on a tablet in their presence, inscribe it on a scroll, so that it might be preserved for a future time as an enduring witness. For these are rebellious people. They are lying children, children unwilling to obey the Lord's law. They say to the visionaries, see no more visions. And to the seers, don't relate messages to us about what is right. Tell us nice things. Relate deceptive messages. Turn aside from the way, stray off the path. Remove from our presence the Holy One of Israel. For this reason, this is what the Holy One of Israel says. You have rejected this message. You trust instead in your ability to oppress and trick and rely on that kind of behavior. So this sin will become your downfall. You will be like a high wall that bulges and cracks and is ready to collapse. It crumbles suddenly in a flash. It shatters in pieces like a clay jar so shattered to bits that none of it can be salvaged. Among its fragments, one cannot find a shard large enough to scoop a hot coal from a fire or to skim off water from a cistern. For this is what the Sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel, says, If you repented and patiently waited for me, you would be delivered. If you calmly trusted in me, you would find strength, but you are unwilling. 
You say, no, we will flee on horses, so you will indeed flee. You say, we will ride on fast horses, so your pursuers will be fast. One thousand will scurry at the battle cry of one enemy soldier. At the battle cry of five enemy soldiers, you will all run away, until the remaining few are as isolated as a flagpole on a mountaintop or a signal flag on a hill. The Lord will not abandon his people. For this reason, the Lord is ready to show you mercy. He sits on his throne, ready to have compassion on you. Indeed, the Lord is a just God. All who wait for him in faith will be blessed, for people will live in Zion. In Jerusalem, you will weep no more. When he hears your cry of despair, he will indeed show you mercy. When he hears it, he will respond to you. The Lord will give you distress to eat and suffering to drink, but your teachers will no longer be hidden. Your eyes will see them. You will hear a word spoken behind you saying, this is the correct way, walk in it. Whether you are heading to the right or the left, you will desecrate your silver-plated idols and your gold-plated images. You will throw them away as if they were a menstrual rag, saying to them, get out. He will water the seed you plant in the ground, and the ground will produce crops in abundance. At that time, your cattle will graze in wide pastures. The oxen and donkeys used in plowing will eat seasoned feed winnowed with a shovel and pitchfork. On every high mountain and every high hill, there will be streams flowing with water. At the time of great slaughter, when the fortified towers collapse. The light of the full moon will be like the sun's glare, and the sun's glare will be seven times brighter, like the light of seven days, when the Lord binds up his people's fractured bones and heals their severe wound. Look, the name of the Lord comes from a distant place in raging anger and awesome splendor. He speaks angrily, and his word is like destructive fire. His battle cry overwhelms like a flooding river that reaches one's neck. He shakes the nations in a sieve that isolates the chaff. He puts a bit into the mouth of the nations and leads them to destruction. You will sing as you do in the evening when you are celebrating a festival. You will be happy like one who plays a flute as he goes to the mountain of the Lord, the rock who shelters Israel. The Lord will give a mighty shout and intervene in power with furious anger and flaming, destructive fire, with a driving rainstorm and hailstones. Indeed, the Lord's shout will shatter Assyria and he will beat them with a club. Every blow from his punishing cudgel, with which the Lord will beat them, will be accompanied by music from the tambourine and harp, and he will attack them with his weapons. For the burial place is already prepared, for it has been made deep and wide for the king. The firewood is piled high on it. The Lord's breath, like a stream flowing with brimstone, will ignite it. Chapter 31. Egypt will disappoint. Those who go down to Egypt for help are as good as dead. Those who rely on war horses and trust in Egypt's many chariots and in their many, many horsemen. But they do not rely on the Holy One of Israel and do not seek help from the Lord. Yet he too is wise and he will bring disaster. He does not retract his decree. He will attack the wicked nation and the nation that helps those who commit sin. The Egyptians are mere humans, not God. Their horses are made of flesh, not spirit. The Lord will strike with his hand. The one who helps will stumble, and the one being helped will fall. Together they will perish. The Lord will defend Zion. Indeed, this is what the Lord has said to me. The Lord will be like a growling lion, like a young lion growling over its prey. Though a whole group of shepherds gathers against it, it is not afraid of their shouts or intimidated by their yelling. In this same way, the Lord of heaven's armies will descend to do battle on Mount Zion and on its hills, just as birds hover over a nest. So the Lord of heaven's armies will protect Jerusalem. He will protect and deliver it. 
as he passes over, he will rescue it. You Israelites, return to the one you have so blatantly rebelled against. For at that time, everyone will get rid of the silver and gold idols your hands sinfully made. Assyria will fall by a sword, but not one human made. A sword not made by humankind will destroy them. They will run away from this sword, and their young men will be forced to do hard labor. They will surrender their stronghold because of fear. Their officers will be afraid of the Lord's battle flag. This is what the Lord says. The one whose fire is in Zion, whose fire pot is in Jerusalem. New Testament reading, Luke chapter 23, verses 26 through 31. The Crucifixion. As they led him away, they seized Simon of Cyrene, who was coming in from the country. They placed the cross on his back and made him carry it behind Jesus. A great number of the people followed him, among them women who were mourning and wailing for him. But Jesus turned to them and said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For this is certain, the days are coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren, the wombs that never bore children, and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if such things are done when the wood is green, What will happen when it is dry? This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Thank you, O Lord. Thank you today for allowing us to get in your word. Thank you, O God, for allowing us to journey through redemptive history. And thank you, O God, for these reminders of the power of the cross, the sacrifice of the cross, and the drama that plays out all around it. Lord God, we're reminded today as we reflect on the words of Isaiah, how we are so easily tempted to put our faith and trust and power in what we believe is powerful, powerful nations, powerful systems, powerful ideas and thoughts, oh God. But all of these things are coming to pass. No power is truly real and enduring and holy and righteous, but your power. And you are the God who has all power. So would you help us, O Lord, when we are tempted to make alliances, when we are tempted to trust in things that are passing away, would you help us to not lean to our own understanding, but to acknowledge you in all things as you direct and guide our path? You are the one who has horses and chariots that are not made of things of this world. For you save us by the power, not of the sword, but of the spirit. And God, we are so tempted to want power of physical swords and guns and weapons and mighty and great people and nations. But you, God, have all power. You uphold us. You save us. You rescue us by the power of the spirit. So, oh God, where we feel afraid, And where we are tempted to lean into these things that will not last, that will not endure, that will certainly, most certainly disappoint us, betray us, and maybe even overtake us, O God. We ask, O Lord, that you would help us to get a spiritual vision of the power that you have, that you are indeed mighty to save, that your army comes not waging war, but waging peace. And we thank you for this. And we see this through the Gospels, O God, that you have come to not wage war, but to wage peace. God, we see this scene of you having been flogged, Lord Jesus, bloody and bruised and wounded with a crown of thorn upon your head, struggling through the dirty and dusty roads, being mocked and spat upon. And there is Simon of Cyrene there, a traveler who is just coming in from out of town. And you call him, you, the people call him, but you allow 
him to carry your cross. And as we reflect on Simon of Cyrene, this man of African descent today, we think about the ways in which we are called as Christians to pick up our cross and to carry it, to follow behind you the one who carried your cross all the way to Golgotha, the one who carried your cross all the way that you might be nailed upon it to take upon yourself the sin and the shame of this world. And yet today, we still carry crosses. We still follow behind you in this way of sacrifice, in this way of holiness, in this way of doing justice. You have told us, you have not lied to us. You have not played games with us. You have not made us promises that are not true. You have told us that in this life, we will experience suffering. Your word has told us that. And yet everything that we experience this life as children of God, even though it be suffering at times, even though it be hardship and confusion and persecution, all of these things, you did not lie to us about it. You told us this. You have called us yet to carry this cross, but we don't carry it alone. We follow behind you. We follow behind you like Simon of Cyrene did. We follow behind our Lord and Savior. And we thank you, O God, that in this life we are not alone, that we are walking with you, that you are carrying us, that you are guiding us, O God. Thank you for what you have done on our behalf, that you have created and made and fulfilled the conditions that we would be in relationship with you. So help us to trust in you, to rely on you, to not trust in earthly chariots and weaponry and and people who appear to have power and stature today, all power and stature that they will have to answer for and give an account for that they would not have like Pilate unless it had been given to them to ultimately be on the agenda of your work, of your great purposes that are beyond our understanding and imagination. Let us look to you. Let us look to you in the expression of your power, which is always holy and righteous and good. Let us cling to you when we seek deliverance. So deliver us, O God, today. Deliver us from earthly injustices. Deliver us from governments who mislead and lie and exploit and and accept bribes. Deliver us from crime. Deliver us from besetting sins. Deliver us from self-righteousness. Deliver us from lovelessness towards our neighbor and the oppressed, the prisoner, the sojourner, the orphan, the widow. Deliver us, O God, for you have the power, the might, and the love to do that very thing. We appeal to your power alone, not by sword, but the power of the Spirit to rescue us and to walk with us as we carry this cross until we see your face. It is in Christ's name that we pray. Amen and amen. Innovative worship leader Sandra Maria Van Opstel is known for crafting worship that embodies the global, multi-ethnic body of Christ. In her book, The Next Worship, Van Opstel likens diverse worship to a sumptuous banquet and shows how worship leaders can set the table and welcome worshipers from every tribe and tongue. She provides biblical foundations for multi-ethnic worship with practical tools and resources for planning services that reflect God's invitation for all peoples to praise Him. When multi-ethnic worship is done well, the church models reconciliation and prophetic justice, heralding God's good news for the world. Get your copy today at ivypress.com. And as a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code THEWORD. That's promo code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivypress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, 
Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Yeah.